Blog Talk Radio. My name is Raina Starr. I am back from the dead, sort of. I don't know. I had my third uh, Moderna shot, which we'll go into in a minute. Desperate House, which is is not a GPG or even an R-rated show, so if bad language, bodily functions, dirty talk, or anything like that might offend you, eh, this isn't the show for you. (laughs) I'm just telling you now. Desperate House, which is brought to you by the one, the only, the incredibly wicked one herself, the amazing Dorothy Morrison. Check out www.wickedwitchstudios.com for all of your witching needs. She has poppets, candles, oils, sprays, you name it, she's got it. That's wickedwitchstudios.com. Back on the show after a really long time away, one of my favorite people in the world, the amazing Jade Luna. Hey, Jade, how are you? I'm doing well, and thank you for inviting me back on again. So happy to be here. I'm happy to have you. I'm so used to having more. You know, we were just talking about having access to you, and it's like I remember when I had a lot more of the access to you, but you've become so busy. Jade is, I call Jade the Asterian Astrologer. Um, That is an area of his expertise. He is also an amazing musician. Uh, He and Lilith Bathory are the heads of Luna 13, Black bass metal is how you used to call it. I don't know if you still call it that, but that's how I think of it. And uh, he's just amazing. Jade Jade does readings. Jade uh, travels. He's a musician oftentimes on the road. So tell me what's going on in your world. Well, first of all, let me kind of – because I'm going to be sending this particular show off to people. I have to kind of explain a little bit about – Luna 13 and why it even exists. Um, you know, it wasn't, first of all, I've, I was a musician and an astrologer very early in my life. As a matter of fact, I, it was the only thing I've done longer than astrology is music. Um, I was doing music when I was 12 mm-hmm. and 13. As a matter of fact, I was in uh, a couple big punk bands when I was a teenager, um, a band that even used to travel around Arizona and things like that. And then I ended up getting sick and going to India. Two things started when I went to India. One was astrology. Um, I started getting into astrology, shifted over into Vedic astrology due to a couple personal realizations. But my spiritual path, I ended up getting involved in, in Agora. Agora in India is like saying you're a witch. It's, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. And it has a much darker reputation in India, even than what we say here in the West when we say the word witch or witchcraft. Agora holds a lot of fear in India because it's the path of of darkness and it's a path of looking at your fears consciously. And when I came back from India, I started going through this in- incredible spiritual transformation and I started giving seminars about Kali. You can go online and see me, you know, giving presentations about Kali and also about astrology as well, but very specifically the ones about Kali, I when you start talking about 
darkness, I was running into a lot of opposition. I have even had protesters at one of my seminars about the goddess Kali um, when people realized I was an Agora. So I realized that this part of my path, and by the way, Agora, I believe when you're truly something by nature, you don't really learn some new spiritual path. You just unfold to what you already are. And I had things about myself I could never explain, including having a really genuine connection to darker things. And, you know, it was a big problem for a lot of people around me growing up because I was a very socially acceptable kid. I was a football player in high school, yet I was Mm -hmm. fascinated by dark stuff. I was into black metal when I was a kid. I'd watch horror movies. And I had this, like, unusual reputation of being, like, someone who was very approachable but someone who was really into dark things. So when I found Agora, Mm -hmm. it was like returning back to my home base. I didn't, I wasn't learning anything. I was just going back home. But I realized that these seminars I was teaching possibly may not be the best route to express Agora here in the West. And, uh, you know, when you're talking about darkness and, and you're, you're upsetting people at seminars and things like that, because basically the premise of Agora is your light is already one with the universe. You're already light. You just don't know it yet. And your darkness is what's interfering with that, the shadow self. So it's rigorously looking at the darkest parts of yourself so you can clear that energy out through consciousness, which then you start opening up the, the, you know, your inner self to more light. But you know, giving seminars about this was a real challenge. And I, you may not even know this, Raina. This part right here you might not even know. Mm-hmm. So I had made a very conscious decision to use music as the doorway to express Agora and then just keep my job going on as, astrolo- as an astrologer and separate these two right. because I didn't feel, you know, and some people love my seminars. I mean, there was even times where I would sell them out when I would travel. But I felt intuitively uh-huh. that this was a little bit too deep for people. You know, when we're in a world where people are talking about light uh, and, it's, and people talk about manifesting and everything's about creating this positive atmosphere, you know, people, I, you know, the protesters that went to my, my seminar in Santa Fe, they were saying, you know, he's only focused on dark. So uh-huh. music then became the means in which I started expressing Agora. And so when I made the conscious decision to get more involved in music, it was right after my guru died in 2013, what I didn't realize is I was going to get signed right away and that this whole thing <laughs> would take on a life force that exists to this, to this day. The reason I'm telling you this is because as of recent, I have had people stumbling on Luna 13 that have only known me as an astrologer, and it's been a real struggle for them. Um, and I've had to really? explain to people, oh, man, it's been um, – as a matter of fact, the success stories of my clients finding <laughs> Luna 13 is not, not done well at all. As a matter of fact, even recently, I realized I might have to start explaining myself to people because they would run into it and they'd say, we don't, we don't understand why – you know, I'd get a reading from you, and you, you were such an amazing astrologer, and I got so much light from you, and then I see one of the darkest things I've ever seen in my life, which is this music project you're doing, which I don't even technically understand. As of late, I've had to do a lot of explaining to people that, hey, this is, you'd be surprised. This is actually my spiritual path. I have just made a decision to express it creatively 
including even bringing right. people into a show where you have to actively look at your fear. I mean, so when people go to a Luna 13 show, you kind of have to be prepared to deal with your fear. And, and that was my goal. It's like, let's put people together and let's really challenge people to go in places that they've never been in themselves before and clean that out so a person can hold more consciousness, sure. which is our understanding. So I've, I've had to explain this a lot to people as of late because I have had people running into it because I have a lot of clients in the music industry. Uh, they're like, are you that Dr. Luna person <laughs> wearing a mask? I'm like, yeah, oh, my God, I don't get that. Because when I got a reading from you, I just got so much light. And I'm like, yeah, and that is because of this path called Agora. But really, Luna 13 is a spiritual creative expression of the darkest part of my nature. So just real quick, I'll explain this yeah. real fast. In Agora, okay. the belief is you have an identity underneath your subconscious that reflects the darkest part of you. Now, a lot of people, that's lust. Some people, it's a violent energy. Well, in Agora, you go into that part of yourself, and you have to find what is the darkest, most uncomfortable element of your nature. And then you find a way to express it in ways that are positive. You know, in the midst of being someone who absolutely loves magic, all forms of magic, red, white, and black, black, probably my favorite of them all, um, just as far as a, as a shadow attraction, my character of Dr. Luna is the manifestation of the darkest character I could find in myself, like a black magic magician, but expressing that energy through power. Uh, through music and things of that nature. So we believe if we can find a positive channel for the darkest personality in yourself, then you're giving yourself liberation because that darkest part of yourself is the part that is going to keep reincarnating in future lives. We can only handle little bits and pieces of ourselves at a time, and that's why we take so many lives to get to the end goal. Where this path, we believe we speed it up by giving positive expressions to the darkest parts of ourself. And so Luna 13, mm -hmm. which is so amazing to watch this thing kind of turn into what's happening, and, and I'm telling people, you haven't heard anything yet. We haven't even made announcements <laughs> of what's coming in the next, like, several months. Uh -oh. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm amazed that this part of my nature is going to experience this type of consciousness, and it's all been orchestrated from this spiritual path called Agora. So it's very methodical. It's deeper spiritually than what someone would understand. This character I created was the darkest part of my nature, and I'm instead of like using it in some harmful way, it's being used in creative way because no harm is done in art. Well, there you go. I mean, but okay, and, and maybe this is because I've learned this from you, but the fact of the matter is, is that I do see you as both because I see that the balance of the universe resides within you. And I think that's something I actually learned from you over the years because I've known you quite a while now. Um, but, yeah, when someone tells you that they got something great and of light from you, I, I don't understand the disconnect between that and the darkness because that is the other, I mean, that's the equal and opposite side, isn't it? It is. But see, that's why you're a witch by nature. So I believe that the witch and the agora, you know, my version of witchcraft through study 
is is really pretty much a darker subject, but from the consciousness of of light. I believe that it, I believe that the original witch, even the old crone, you know, stirring a pot. I believe Agora and witchcraft meet in in the same place. I believe that was the original goal. We now have created out of our own fears different forms of Wicca, different forms of witchcraft to make us mm-hmm. feel safe because Catholicism made yeah. people not feel safe about witchcraft. Um, but I believe the original witch is exactly what I just explained about Agora. I believe that there's a genuine connection yeah. to the darker side of things, the skulls, the bones, dealing with death, dealing with the things that make us uncomfortable. This is what I believe the sure. original witch really was. You know, and I had this conversation with one of, one of my clients yesterday who was, again, going, oh, you know, where did the word Wicca come from? Uh, and I was like, this is one of the funniest statements, and, and it goes along really well with what's happening on this planet right now. Like, I have books that uh, clients of mine have written about Wicca. Oh, it's from Germany. Oh, it's from Ireland. And here's me. I'm going, well, we have actual evidence through classical Latin dictionaries, the word Wiccanus is in the dictionary in ancient time. Wakanus, how I believe it was missed is it's spelled with a V, not a W, because V's are W's in Latin. <clears throat> so the word Wicca yeah. or Wakanus was an actual genuine term for a heathen in you know, 2,000 years ago where people are saying, I think Wicca comes from here, and we have some – I'm like – we have all evidence right here saying the word is Latin, and it was strong in Italy. Um, but we're just in this very interesting mm-hmm. place where um, we, we're, you, you know, like me saying that. I told that to someone yesterday, like, oh, you know, but I don't know. I thought the word was German. I'm like, it's all hearsay, but here we have facts. I believe the witch, and going to the word wakanus, my point being, is in the Latin dictionary, the word wakanus was a dark matter. It was a dark subject. It was not about, sure. you know, happiness and light and all the various things, which that's the goal. Light is, we end up in light anyways, so we're all going to end up there. It's really just a path of how we end up getting there. You can find Wiccanus, the word Wiccan, in the Latin dictionary. It just spelled with a V, and it meant heathen or someone connected to darkness. So I believe mm-hmm. we've changed what a witch is in modern times just to make us feel safe and comfortable with the subconscious Christianity that's been poured down people's, you know, you know, subconscious. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if we didn't sure. have Christianity, we would end up in these agoric, like where India is, doesn't have that, that, you know, Christianity breathing down your neck saying this is what you're supposed to believe. So the agora is allowed to be dark. And that has a positive intonation in some places in India. So I, I really believe that the witch in general is a dark matter, even though people want to kind of merge Catholicism or Christianity to make them feel better about doing it. I think it's always been a subject mm-hmm. of darkness. That's very interesting because I have a lot of conversations about the the negative leftover energy from Christianity that seems to bleed into other paths and you know some things just sound so christian based and it's like i'm still trying to get away from you know those thoughts and images because they are just so omnipresent you know throughout life well throughout this country anyway um and it's hard to escape sometimes that it really is and this need to have everything light and happy i find you know I understand that people want things to be peaceful and light, but 
there's a price for everything. In order to have that, you absolutely have to have darkness because otherwise it's it's out of balance and things are still going to go wrong. And I don't think people understand that. Yeah, no, it's it's an interesting time. I think Christianity is, you know, a reason for a lot of our problems even we have on this planet right now. I mean, even the mm-hmm. issues that we're dealing with that are a real challenge in the world that we live in, I think, are Christian bred. You know, it's like there are mm-hmm. white supremacists that do get to quote the Bible. They actually get to quote it, and, and it's there. It's yeah. not hiding anywhere. It's actually yeah. there, and they can use it because we have this belief that that book is the be-all, end-all. And, you know, but going back to the state of the world, you know, my, my, my first agoric teacher would say something that if I was to say right now, which is challenge everybody, which is mm-hmm. the world is perfect right now, just perfect right now. Because our problem, and this is going to our subject here, our problem, mm-hmm. I believe, is we only have concepts of God being light and the devil being dark. That's a Christian concept. But in India, God, or as I like to call goddess, has three faces. She is a creator. So there's a time on this earth for creation. She is a preserver. There's times on earth for the preservations of things. And she's also a destroyer. It's time to destroy. And if you can accept the goddess or God in all three of those faces and forms, then everything is perfect right mm-hmm. now. She's just expressing her destructive side right now, which in real astrology manifests through the constellation Capricorn. We have Saturn went into mm-hmm. Capricorn January of 2020. Look at our planet since Saturn went into Capricorn. And who joined him? Pluto. Pluto, Saturn, mm-hmm. go into Capricorn January of 2020, and look at the planet we're in. That's not Aquarian at all, by the way. We're still dealing with this mm-hmm. heavy, dark Capricorn energy. Jupiter escaped early this April, hence things started to open. Things started to look good. Mm-hmm. Well, that Jupiter went retrograde, and it's getting ready to go right back into Capricorn. So here we are seeing all the same faces of Jupiter going back into Capricorn, which happens here pretty soon. He's already showing signs of it. Shows being canceled, yeah. things like that going on. But Capricorn is yep. a star of restriction. It is a star of constraint. And think about the world mm-hmm. since we have had Saturn there, and yet Western astrology has it in Aquarius. And, and it's, they're not even close, these alignments that are going on, but you can clearly feel and experience this planet is still dominated by Capricorn, that darkness. But see, I just see it mm-hmm. as we are dealing with yeah. this constellation right now of Capricorn, which is a dark, constraining sign. We're dealing with it right now. And so it's really just one of the faces of God. And watch how quickly this will pass. There will be a day where we're not even talking about the stuff we're talking about now when these signs start to progress and go into other signs. Although right. we have a couple big ones coming in 2022, including Neptune going into Pisces, with Jupiter going into Pisces at the same time next March, April, and May. Now, that Uh is another alignment that is going to produce a new wave, literal wave, we're talking about Pisces, Neptune and Pisces, which Western astrology already has a way into Pisces. But watch, you'll fill the planet. You don't have to worry about whose opinion here. Watch from March to May of next year when Jupiter and Neptune go into Pisces. Neptune is already at the tail end of Aquarius. He's already touching Pisces a little bit. We're already talking about water Mm -hmm. rising on the planet. We're talking about just wait. We're going to actually see the next wave of things coming 2022, but it's going to be connected to weather. 
the, water, the rise of water. Water is going to become the fundamental mm-hmm. theme on this planet. And Neptune is already touching Pisces. It's not in it, but it's touching it right now. So we're starting to talk about it. Just wait till it breaks open next spring. And we go to the next wave of transitions on this planet. It's amazing, you know, because you can already feel little, little, little bits of it. Like in the last couple of weeks, all I'm hearing about is, you know, a tornado, a hurricane, water, water. Every single day where I live, there's either rain or a threat or storm threat or something. There's all, I mean, every single day there's something. And I know it's really small right now. People don't realize how close next March, April, and May are. You know, we're in the second half of the year already. I mean, that's how fast it flew by. And we've already seen from extreme pandemic, masks, staying away from people, to no masks, trying to go back to some semblance of normal. Now we're going back into masks because people are still refusing the science. Well, you know, not everyone, but those who who can take the vaccination, who simply refuse based on, I'm not, okay, and here's the thing, I'm not even sure anymore why they're refusing it, because Trump was the one who fast-tracked the vaccination being produced, yet the supporters are saying, a lot of them, well, it was done too soon. But your guy's the one who did it too soon if it was done too soon. And I thought you trusted him for everything. It's really, it's amazing how malleable and twistable those supporters specifically are because they, and you know, it's not like they can't deal with complex things because they constantly hold opposing theories in their heads. It's whatever they're told to believe, and they happily believe it, which I don't even – you're abdicating your humanness by doing that. You're just, you're just someone else's puppet, you know? I, I just don't understand and that's, that And uh, You know, this mindset. whole thing, not, not to interrupt, but this whole experience with Afghanistan and Biden I, th- I thought was fascinating because this thing with Afghanistan infuriated a lot of Biden supporters. I mean, he just dropped – you know, a point due to what had just happened. But let me explain why there's some interesting thing about what it meant to be a Trump supporter and what it meant to follow Biden or or really just not Trump in a lot of people's cases is everything Trump did, his followers supported. It didn't matter whether it was good, bad, right, or wrong. That's why it was a cult. They, mm-hmm. they literally right. did a – well, Biden does something that Democrats don't like, and they express their anger and their opinion about that. That never happened with Trump people ever. They just went with it was right. where the cult mind just went right with whatever Trump did. The, the cult mind of a Trump followers is right there. It didn't even question because a lot of them. I don't know if they had the intelligence to actually question him to begin with. But Biden, on the other hand, makes a decision that some people disagree with, and they express their disagreement. That never once happened with Trump ever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That simple statement shows that this, that this whole other thing's not a cult here, because some people think it is. I've heard people say, "Oh, the Biden stuff is an equal amount of cult." I'm like, not really. He does some no, things that people no. can disagree with, and they disagree. with they were like Trump, where they just we just follow every word he says. That's because he was a cult uh, personality. Agreed. I mean, we're the we were the first to call out uh, Cuomo for right. the sex scandal. 
we were like, oh, no, we're not, we don't give a fuck what side you're on. If you touch women and women don't want to be touched by you, ew, you're a creep, get the fuck out of office. I mean, we're we're pretty plain about it. You know, it's very, we don't give a pass just because someone's on our team. See, on the other side, they're like, no, we've got to protect our own, even if they're, you know, <laughs> Uh, I, it's just, it blows my mind. But here's the thing about the Afghanistan pullout. Biden isn't the one who set the original date. The original date was set by Trump for May. I know. I already know all of that. This was going to happen anyway. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's amazing. I'm amazed. <laughs> they they do not believe in appropriate levels of questioning. They do not believe – it's not even within the realm of normal. Your guy did it. Our guy follows through on what you set up, but our guy's wrong. Huh? You know, and I would like to see Democrats act – because even though, you know, you say it's not as – it's not a cult like Trump, there is still some – you know, we're not going to question anything that's happening because our guy's in office. No, fuck that. Uh, we need truth. I think truth is the most important aspect, and that's what we need to go with. Of course. You know, and I agree. Until people, but, but people don't want to do that. You know, sometimes the person that you're supporting isn't 100% perfect, whether it's a spouse or a president or a child or whomever. You know, I would rather deal in the reality that I don't like than in the fantasy people are trying to hand me. And I'm I'm frightened because I see a lot more people wanting to go to fantasy land. I know. You know, I've actually dipped out of all the politics. Ever since, you know, Biden was in, I went back to my – I pay attention, but I don't really get involved in much. And, you know, I – there's so much other stuff right now in my world that I have to focus on. Uh, it's been actually hard yeah. to focus on even what's going on out there. And, it, 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 you know, living here in Joshua Tree, it's been a nice break because my TV isn't on watching, you know, politics much anymore. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I have to remain connected to it because of my job because I'm asked so many questions about what the planet is going through. Um, but it's, it's – mm-hmm. it, I'm, I'm, I'm back to being detached from it. I had to get involved with Trump because he stepped on toes – of things I firmly believe in, you know, uh, like right. when he started dismantling the gay world immediately in office. I, it blows my mind when people say, oh, people who wanted to hate Trump for like no reason. I hear that crap all the time. Like I was willing mm-hmm. to give the guy a shot until he started dismantling mm-hmm. the gay world. I'm like, when, he, when he, he started doing that immediately, he lost my support. I don't want a president mm-hmm. that does things like that, that can't accept everybody or doesn't try to open to appreciate. These were personal things, and he just started to grind out the things that mattered to me as a human being. But ever since he's sure. cleared out for now, you know, I have many people asking he's going to run again. Um, I, I, we'll have to wait and see. I've been following his niece's information for a while, and she just shifted her stance on that. So I went, okay, because she was saying he's not going to run again because he's – he doesn't want to risk losing, but if he can find a way to win, he'll probably end up running again. She just said that on news. I'm like, okay, that's going to – because I've been listening mm-hmm. to her very specifically because she knows him, and I trusted her yeah. information on this, but she's now shifting her stance on, on a lot of that, which I'm going to have to start looking at his chart again. And, but I can't make any predictions about 2024 until I know 
um, you know, until I, I see where things are kind of unfolding, but we'll see. Um, but I'm, I'm not really, you know, there's a lot of things going on in the midst of this pandemic. There's a lot of yeah. en- enormous spiritual transitions that are taking place that living out here kind of in Joshua Tree, I can feel all of this stuff going on. And it's led me to you know, mm-hmm. take these weekends out and go, even today, you know, I'm going to be going back out into the mountains again and just kind of touching into that consciousness and the, the transitions we're going through on this planet just to kind of, kind of, you know, feel the energy of it all. And you can feel if you cut out what's happening in the world. It's kind of like when someone has an illness, like cancer, which I believe the planet right now, if it was a human being, would have cancer. And that is what it's going through. And there's a struggle and a fight with this earth going through like a type of cancer right now. And also that is due to the fact that the constellation Capricorn is often involved in this ancient system with cancer because it opposes the constellation cancer. You'd be surprised that the word cancer, which is technically pronounced canker, was very common in predicting cancer in ancient time. So when we have Saturn and Pluto opposing cancer, it's easy to say this planet is going through like a type of cancer. It's going through that phase. But when someone is going through, which we've all been through, people going through stuff, if you tap in what's going on mm-hmm. underneath, it's just a massive spiritual transition the person is going through. That's what's happening. And so here in Joshua Tree, you're able to clear out the physical elements of the planet is going through a cancer right now and tap into the healing that's in the core that's making it all happen. So this change, so we can keep going into this new age. And I feel that part of it, this like light in it, yeah. saying we are going to change. Uh, we are going to realize that we have to learn to work with nature in the future. Nature is going to get crazy. And this pandemic in the future is going to be sidelined by what's happening on the planet. And that is all going to be Mother Nature. That's all going to be our dark goddess because we only want to accept mm-hmm. her as light. We can't admit that she might be involved in this whole damn thing right now because we're going into an age mm-hmm. where we have to learn to live with nature. How can we learn to live with nature with the present circumstances here? So we have to go through things where she's going to put us into some fear. And her reason being is I need you to live with me in harmony. And so I'm going to have right. to force even the uneducated, the people that are unevolved, I have to find a way to get everybody to align with me, and this is going to work. <laughs> so we are going to see some scary things still in the future. And when we all accept that this is nature and we're involved in all of this stuff, this will right. end, and we'll be in a new age. Right when, it, right when we accept it, we will start living with nature in harmony and we'll realize the brilliance of all this crap that we just went through. There is no, there's no other way to wake up the ignorant through, than through fear. There's, unfortunately, I wish there was, but fear wakens people up. And, we're, and so we have to go after them. Some of us are already in tune, but there are a lot of people out there who are not. And so she has got to get everyone that's going to be surviving these transitions to live in harmony with nature. So in, in a larger sense of, it, of the word, is brilliant. Mhm. Well, that's <laughs> something to look forward to in the midst of what's going to be, I don't doubt, insanity. Um, Just realize it's her. Getting better. Just accept the fact that it's the Divine Mother doing that. I'm telling people, if people can accept this, this thing can move quicker. If we're still blaming Bill yeah. Gates and we're still like blaming humans, and which it is, this is human-made, but... I will tell you one thing. The planet would be going through this anyways, whether humans did what they did or not. It's the fact that we have really? to take responsibility for what's going on so we can live with nature in the uh-huh. future with harmony. 
we have to take responsibility because the planet does this stuff on its own sometimes. You know, it could release a volcanic eruption that blocks the sun out for two years and we go into it. can do these things on its own accord. She can also uh-huh. wipe out this stuff in an instant. But we have to be responsible for this change so we can learn to live with nature in the future. So why would we as humans be kept? I mean, being such a destructive force, why wouldn't a god of any of any type just say, you know what, this is a fucking failed experiment. These these critters are just not they're they're not doing what we're telling them to do. So why don't we just scrape these and start over? I mean, they're gods. Why not just do that? Well, because we all have to get God. Earth is just school. It's not our home. There's, we are, you know, we are, you know, we have to evolve. Every human being has to get God realization. Every single one. Mm-hmm. There's, mm-hmm. There is no mistake going on. I'm saying everything is perfect. We don't, as human beings, know how to embrace the God as destroyer at all. So when right. these times come, right. we, we're so afraid of everything. We start passing blame everywhere. We can't accept the face, this face of the Divine Mother. We can't accept it. This is an absolute face of the Divine Mother, and so, so you know, confident in that. Go study history. There's not a lot of new stuff going yeah. on right now. We've had black plagues. We've True. had Spanish flus. While World War One was going on, this is a face yeah. of the goddess, whether we like to accept it or not. Now, this is knowledge going on in India, by the way. There are many yogis out there praying to statues of the goddess right now saying, when you're ready, stop this. <laughs> when you're ready, stop this. There's a difference between Eastern consciousness and our limited Western yeah. consciousness. means means if we're only focused on light, we cannot understand what's going on at all. I can. I believe it's a necessity. I believe we have to learn to live with nature, and we weren't even close to doing that. So here's a new school for us. If you accept that right. Earth is just school, and the, this whole mm-hmm. thing is orchestrated by the gods, what a greater is there a greater lesson to teach humanity right now than this? There's not. If we are going to live with nature sure. in the future and live in harmony, this is the only way it's going to get there. We're not. A, there's no failure going on right now. It's just this is human consciousness, and what makes the human being so precious is we have to merge 50% mind and 50% heart. We have to merge them. There is the light and dark. The heart is light. The mind is dark. They have to be merged mm-hmm. here, and that's why we go through these phases on Earth. By the way, all the time. It's not even new what's going on. Yeah. This shit's happened over yeah. and over and over because we have to get God realization. We have to realize God in ourselves. I call that goddess. You call that goddess. A lot of people I know call that goddess, but we have to awaken that in ourselves. And so we have to learn to wake up. And, you know, when 9-11 happened, I mean, more people went to church that week than ever before. Unfortunately, we don't wake up as human beings without these types of experiences. I wish we did, but we don't. This is why Kali, she uses the fear factor to waken people because it's the quickest way to do it. And it's going to work. And you think pandemics are scary. Wait till you see where nature goes. And watch when this goes one way, how quickly it ends. And we go right back into harmony. We're going into a new age. We have to get there. This current age has to be destroyed. It has to be. This is a great way to do it. A pandemic. I mean, hell yeah. I mean, it's like getting people to go, 
oh my God, you know, um, we we can circulate this energy throughout the planet. We're watching this thing like a virus, like a like a like a cancer go on. I believe the planet literally has cancer yeah. right now um, because and that's just an astrology statement. And we'll heal from this too. And when we heal, we'll be awakened because my health problems awoken me up to being yeah. the person I am right now. So if we choose to look at the planet as a human True. being, it's just going through yeah. something. Push the shit aside and feel the conscious underneath it, and that is a transition coming where we're all going to awaken together because of this. Uh, just in the future, I hate saying there's going to be a lot less people on this planet. Yeah, and I think, you know, it, it's interesting because I have these conversations about, you know, passive eugenics and, and what some of that might look like right now. Um, because we want people to, to do things to, to take care of themselves and, and do the right thing. And I think the fact that some folks just refuse without a solid reason to do what would be good for, you know, the community at large, their families, what have you, I find it interesting that they are very stuck on this one particular thing that they keep refusing to do. Um, but I do see that, you know, as many people as we lost the first quote-unquote round of it, you know, obviously with the Delta variant and who knows what is coming behind it, because you have to imagine it it's not like it's just magically going to stop mutating. That, that doesn't even make sense logically. Um, there's always going to be a different strain developing because these things are bred to survive. Um, but aside from that, you know, I, I wonder if that's part of why we're going to have so fewer people or if it's going to be the weather-related stuff that we, you know, you were just talking about or combination because I see combination. somehow, yeah, and I see somehow that a year from now because a lot of the more devastating action that you've discussed ha happens next spring, obviously. But I'm thinking oh, no, no, we're going to be that's really... That's alignment, by the way. It's the energy starts yeah. there. Neptune stays there yeah. for seven years after. That's the oh, beginning where you'll feel the new <laughs> energy circulating around. It's, it, Jupiter will stay there for a year, but that alignment, it's like Pluto went into Capricorn last year in January. It stays there for 20 years. I, and I've said it before, wow, yeah. uh, even on your show, I think the coronavirus is going to be around for yeah. 20 years uh, while Pluto is going yeah. through it. But I believe that it's going to be less significant over time, meaning something that we deal with like the flu. I do believe some of these vaccines are yeah. going to work. I even believe new ones are coming. Uh, I have one of my clients that works with viruses. She was one that told me to get Moderna. Um, she mm -hmm. had I, – I had a conversation with her again recently, and they're working on new stuff. They, like they're, they, that, in the midst of what's going on, they are – knowing variants are coming, but they are working towards that right now, too. And there's a couple things they're doing that I sure. think could be responsible for making this become like the common flu in the future. That's what I think is going to happen with I think it's going to be around for a while. But I don't believe that it's so. going to be as predominant as other issues that are coming. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> there's always something to deal with. <laughs> you know, you fix a tire and the uh, air conditioning goes out or, you know, the transmission has a hiccup. I mean, you fix one thing and it sometimes uncovers 
other things that are also going wrong. You're just like, you know, dealing with the most immediate issues first so you can get to the other stuff. And that's what it all seems like. Yeah, it's going to be – now, the spiritual energy, I believe, that comes from Neptune going into Pisces and Jupiter going into Pisces. And by the way, Jupiter is going into its own sign in Pisces. This is one of my least favorite things about Western astrology. First of all, a lot of Western astrology, mm-hmm. whether you're talking about asteroids, whether you're talking about even outer planets and things of that nature, this has been based upon mm-hmm. people's ideas and concepts over the last, like, 60 years by people who really have no idea what they're talking about. I mean, people write books, and it's accepted as, as knowledge just like that. You know, when you think about the mm-hmm. Egyptians who actually knew about Pluto – Uranus and Neptune and still didn't even feel the need to bring them in to people's personal charts and readings, that is because, well, and this is where we destroyed counterparts. Western astrology completely destroyed counterparts because now we give Saturn to, uh, to Capricorn and then we give Uranus, that's the way you technically pronounce it, Uranus to Aquarius. So we destroyed the fact that Saturn has a feminine side, Capricorn, and a masculine side, mm-hmm. Cancer. I mean, excuse me, a Capricorn, I mean, Aquarius. And then we have uh, Jupiter it used to have a male and female side. His male side was Sagittarius. His female side was Pisces. We've destroyed mm-hmm. all of this, the counterparts. We don't even know what a Pisces is anymore. We don't even know what an Aquarius is anymore because we've destroyed the masculine and feminine sides. Like we allowed Mercury to keep Virgo and Gemini that's the way they're supposed to be. They're all supposed to have counterparts. Even the sun and moon, they're counterparts mm-hmm. together. And we've completely yeah. annihilated the counterparts of astrology. So what is fascinating is Jupiter goes into its own sign of Pisces. That's the feminine side of Jupiter. While its shadow, mm-hmm. Neptune, goes into Pisces together. So that element of water is going to be profound. But yet spiritually, we're going to, I think we're going to yeah. feel some pretty powerful energy coming through. And I also, one positive thing about Neptune going into Pisces uh, for a while, I believe will be people connecting deeply to their spiritual path. I, I see it as a very spiritually charged alignment as well. Well, that's good. I mean, this is what we're trying, I mean, I assume this is what we've been trying to achieve, um, that people do become more spiritual and get into the alignment that they need to be in. Because I don't think people will do it naturally. I know I can't do it naturally. I always need um, somehow, because I know me, and I know I need my hand forced a lot of the time. I will be on a path that I shouldn't be on until I get smacked in the head. And then it's like, oh, course correction. What a great idea, you know. I For some reason, I don't know if it's just, you know, my age or whatever spirit I have that's inside me that says, Resist all authority. I don't know. <laughs> but at least, but I'm better. I think as I've gotten older, though, I'm better about saying, okay, you know what? If this isn't serving, it, it really is time to just say, okay, I was wrong. And I think people have a lot of difficulty just saying, you know what? I fucked up. I want to do things right. Let, let's get the ship turned around or turned into the correct direction. And as I've gotten older, I have found that there is so much less shame. And just just be honest with yourself. I mean, bullshit the whole world if you want to, but 
you know, when you, when you bring it into your relationship with yourself and you bring it into the relationship with your deities, it's kind of like there's nothing, no forward motion can happen until you let that ego go. Yeah, that's true. You know. Well, and see, there's where the destroyer part of the goddess comes in that everyone wants to avoid is because she will take care of your ego as well. One of the interesting things about Agora yeah. or Agoris in India is they purposely smear the identity of I'm holy. They, 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 they stain that. They believe that belief in a human being like I am holy. I am greater than other people because I'm more spiritual. They believe that is a stain that it takes lifetimes for a person to get out of. We reward that here in the West, by the way. Like, oh, that person's <laughs> holy. That person's really – we reward that where Agoris see that as a stain. So they purposely will stain their reputations publicly because they don't want people accepting them as a holy a greater than now human being because that's a contradiction to spirituality in the first place. Ego isn't mm-hmm. meant to keep that separate identity of I'm greater than. So agori is we believe mm-hmm. is a very high spiritual path because we annihilate that in ourselves. But there's I don't walk around even as an astrologer going, Yeah, I know I predicted a lot of amazing things but yet um I'm so amazing. You know, it's like can you believe mm-hmm. how amazing I am? I you'll hear me say, if your car breaks down, the auto mechanic is way more important than I am. And if he's a good auto mechanic, well, you have your saint for the day, and he is literally your hero for that day, and that's a fact. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. It's true. It is. I I, I see people assign power where, you know, it's one thing to appreciate, you know, the, the, the information that you get from another person or the goodness you see in another person, but that kind of that kind of adoration slash pedestal putting is is really destructive and it's not just destructive for the person doing it it's destructive for the object because it makes life more difficult it's hard to just be normal and fuck up and and do the things that we do as human beings while we're trying to learn for example anybody in any kind of power who fucks up greatly deserves to be punished. But the, the, the problem is because you've put so much faith in this public person, whomever it is, um, you know, they're not going to heal like a normal person. Part of the adoration is what gave them um, their, their assumption of license to do the bad thing in the beginning um, because, you know, well, I'm powerful and everybody believes in me and supports me, therefore I can get away with all this shit. Also, what I refer to as believing your own press, which is why I don't read reviews on my show from anywhere. Because if I believe anything, I have to believe all of it. So I'm very anti, you know, reading your own press because I think it's a dangerous area. It stops you from being who you authentically are. If somebody says, I don't like this about you, you know, when you're in the public eye, your first inclination is, one of two things, either fuck that person who said that or, oh, I need, to, I need to be this way to make that person happy. But then you've stopped being who you are authentically. So I'm glad you ignore, Jade, the people who give you shit for whatever reason about, you know, oh, you're, you're, you're light on this side and you're dark on this side. I think 
as a fully integrated human being, it's great that you display both publicly. <laughs> I had the other the other day one of my clients who she found it and she was like, she said, I heard you did this like really dark black magic like m- mm-hmm. music, and she said. And I was really curious about it. And she said, I went and saw it. And she said, I'll tell you my problem with it. And I'm like, what? She goes, it was really distasteful. She goes, I didn't really find it to be very tasteful. <laughs> I started laughing. I said, thank God. Thank God. Why would I be tasteful? Why would I do anything? I said, first of all, I, that's your opinion. I said, that's, you don't mm-hmm. find it tasteful. I do. I do find it tasteful. I am someone that actually I do spend a lot of time listening to New Age music. I'm listening to some right now. I'll be listening to New Age music today probably until like around 8 or 9 p.m. Um, at 10 p.m., you know, the metal goes on in my home. I still feel that Baphomet, Hecatean energy come off of metal. I still do. Even though it was mm-hmm. something I felt really strong when I was young, I can still feel it now when I'm old. I said, and, you know, here's a really important factor about me and doing these things i don't want to follow any you know particular path out there my job is to be someone that's never existed before ever your job is to be mm-hmm. someone that's never existed before ever i would love to break yeah. the mold of being like people like you know when i was in you know in the 90s when i was giving readings and people were saying oh i'm going to peru to see john of god i was going doesn't his name expose him entirely doesn't his name John of God? Exp- Meanwhile, and then a slew of female clients come in, tell me how they how he raped them in Peru. I had, I'm partially responsible, by the way, for making certain that guy would go to prison. Just so you know, I had innumerable clients Thank of you. mine that he was raping, and and, and he even said oh my to gosh. one he two girls, um, two young women went to see him. One had a health problem. He raped the one who didn't have a health problem. And told the one with the health problem, I'm just not attracted to you, so you're lucky. And, I mean, the guy was literally one of the like, most intense perverts we have seen. And here's the truth. His name, John of God, exposed him. I knew right away when I heard wow. that man saying that name, John of God. That's, but, but there were so many people that ran towards him because of yeah. only wear white when you're there. His name is John of God. I'm like, I know. And that, to an agori, is a real problem. It is a real problem. We mm-hmm. see people that, like, I am holier than thou. Now, mm-hmm. I do express spiritual experiences, and I do have spiritual experiences. I am allowed to go on Instagram and say, I had this Kundalini experience today. I had this, but I'm not allowed to make myself higher than you because of that. And when, we, when someone right. does that, a lot of people, and you can remember this, get into spirituality because they just want to be heard. They didn't feel heard when they were young, so they get into spirituality. Mm. Okay, now maybe I'll be heard here, which they won't be, because you don't get into spirituality because you want to be heard. You get into spirituality (laughs) because you have had inner experiences that can contribute to an awareness in other people's lives. But half the people, I'm not going to say half, I believe 85% of people in spirituality today are there just because they were not heard as children. And you can see it because they formulate these egos, these identities that are unholy, and you're going to listen to me where you get someone like me. I I feel heard by people. I I actually feel heard. I've felt heard my entire life, so I don't get into spirituality because I want to be heard. I feel heard. I don't mean I'm liked because I'm often disliked, but when I have an opinion, it often is met with people that are listening. 
but that I think comes from the fact that you know living in India, I've had enough genuine inner experiences where people get a sense saying he might have some answers because, in the sake he has had some you know profound paths in India and so forth. My goal was not sure I want to be heard. So pay attention to the spiritual people out there that are offering to get you out of all of this stuff, and the people Mm -hmm. that just really want to be heard. Because they are not contributing yeah. to our planet spiritually. They're keeping this stain of ignorance together. And I'm t- I've been saying it to, in my readings. I'm so tired of people that just want to be heard teaching spirituality because they want to be heard someday. And they're upset if people aren't buying their books. They're upset. And, you know, if you watch me, I'm trying to you know, tr- trailblaze here. I don't give a crap whether people like what I do. or they, I, You're not going to see me waver because of any of that. You know, from, I mean, yeah. every single thing I do from astrology, it's met with conflict. Oh, you do Lunar 13, it's met with conflict. Everything I do is like, I'm just trying to be someone that's never existed before. I'm trying to be someone that yeah. is living a life that's full and fun and natural. This life is totally natural for me. Otherwise, it wouldn't be rewarded. And I tell other people, if your life isn't being rewarded in certain ways, maybe some of these things aren't natural. You're just doing it because you want to be heard. And if you can confront certain people with that, um, it helps them understand. I had this conversation with a yoga instructor the other day, and these conversations are strong in my days of giving readings. And you could just tell she was Mm -hmm. just screaming, I want to be heard. I'm going to write books. You know, I wrote a book, but nobody's bought my book. And I'm like, who gives a shit? Your job is putting the energy out there, and whoever, one or two, three people get it, get it. You know, it's like I'm no right. online celebrity with Jade Soluna. Uh, there's no I look at me, I have trillions of followers. It's like there's none of that going on. Unfortunately, I think that we're making a big transition spiritually. The people with inner experiences will start to be predominant, and the people that want to be heard are going to run from spirituality. They're going to run out the door because we yeah. have to embrace all three forms of the mother here, creator, preserver, Destroyer, if you embrace all three, go back to Agora, the world is perfect right now, just the way it is. It's a stage of either creation, preservations, or destruction. It's just perfect in order. So, anyways. (laughs) Wow. Controversy. Um, I wanted to go back. (laughs) I wanted to go back to something you were saying about one of the people you had been talking to said that, you know, they had gone back and looked at something of Luna 13 and they found it distasteful. And I remember the first time I saw, uh, well, actually I've seen a number of videos now, and Lilith Bathory, who is beautiful and elegant and amazingly sexy, um, is pretty much the star of the videos and everything else because we love her. Um, but I, you know, I, I examined, because your style of music is not something I normally listen to, but because it's you, I listen to you, um, because when you have a friend, you support your friend, and that's what you do. Um, and I found a number of interesting things go through me the first time I watched a video, and I think this is what perhaps the person you had been talking to was feeling. It's that uncomfortable wow, she's so powerful and sexy, and there's a jealousy to it, and then there's a wanting to be it. It's like (laughs) she does the things 
that all us badass bitches want to fucking do. I'm just telling you. It is, she is sexy, she is strong, she has all of the power, and I think some women are afraid of that, but I think all women somewhere, I think all people somewhere inside them want that sensation of being a life giver and a life destroyer in some sense. You know, a kingmaker or a killer or a nurturer or whatever, all of the things. And when you watch a Luna 13 video, you see this person, this entity who is in the, who's the walking embodiment of power. And I think that's why some people are so uncomfortable. It's kind of why I like watching them more now because it's like, yeah, man, I want to be badass like that, you know? So. Yeah, you just wait till you. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to start releasing Gorgo, which is very personal yeah. to me because of the name Gorgo. And this band, yep. this project is going heavily spiritually dark. Just wait till you see the video of Hear My Call, and it's going to come out in the next couple of weeks. It's cool. going to you'll rise right there and then that that there's a voice that's starting to be developed inside of this music project. Um, and it's hated. Mm-hmm. This project is hated, by the way. I mean, even with people in the industry. Like, we just left Cop International Records because they try to control us. They try to censor us and control us. <laughs> and that's why we did the Not Safe for Work video of her being practically naked. We were doing these yes. things to irritate our label, to really distru- – because they signed us, then hoped that they could change us into being lighter. And so a lot of the things we did were wow. fighting with that label. We fought with them for a year. We're getting ready to go back to Cleopatra Records because they don't really care, but – uh, about how dark we are, they actually like that. But we're the witch yeah. theme. We're really moving towards real quick, and you're going to see that as we're going to start grabbing uh, witches out there and and getting them behind it. Even if they don't like the music part, you can start to sense that we're we're also starting to address the age that we're in right now too. So it's fun, and you also also you well, know I tell people to relax. Yeah. It's like I have a fucking job where I work 12 hours a day. I get off work at 8:30. Yeah. I don't have a voice because I've talked for 12 hours. Yeah. I said, I need mm-hmm. my own sanity to take a break from that and even just simply do something that's really fun, and that's just another mundane element of it too. But that's wonderful, and I just think, you know, because I remember prior to this contract and prior to the other uh, Cleopatra contract. So, I mean, I've, I've kind of been with you through some of this, some of this evolution, and it's just been so great and fun, and I – you know, and I do understand where some people may find it too dark for them, but by the same token, if you watch and you examine what it is you're feeling, I, ha- I heard it said that the thing that, that turns you off or you think you're, you don't like is something you maybe ought to pay attention to, to see what it is, examine your feelings and examine what it's bringing up for you. Because, you know, I've done that with other things where it's like, oh, no, no, that's not for me. Like someone suggested I do that with crystals. I have a very nice crystal collection. And because of you guys, I just started collecting skulls, which I love now. (laughs) I was never a skull collector. Now I have skulls of all kinds of descriptions that I just adore. And I talk to them and they have conversations back. It's pretty awesome. Um, but yeah I had been in fear of that energy and once I started to let go of that fear and just 
really let it enter. It, it can really change things for you. The things that you're rejecting may be exactly the things you need. You know, and I learned that from from somebody who who talks to me about crystals and and minerals and stones, and it's like, yeah, that's applicable to other situations as well. So, yeah, I think before people cast a, a judgment or a disparaging comment, they might want to really sit with the feelings they get and examine them when they listen to Luna Thirteen. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, you know. It, Again, that one core element, I think we all have to start learning to become people that are that have never been done before or experienced before. We are so unique, we don't need to follow any trends or paths so we can identify with those things. We are all unique individuals. And this is me expressing two Absolutely. components of my nature in the most natural way. Yeah, and I think it's great. Keep doing it. Um, and the right people will always support you. And I think more of us That's are right. coming. So we are <laughs> – that was a fast hour, Jade. I know. And I actually I had other questions, but uh, they're going to have to wait until our next, our next visit, which we need to figure out ASAP. But in the meantime, before we go, please tell folks where to find you, where to find the music, and anything else you want to share. Asterian Astrology is – just Google it or astereanastrology.com will point you where you need to go. Luna 13, you can find it on Instagram under Luna 13 Official. Wonderful. Any live shows coming up or things like in the oh, we're getting ready for a tour. you're not we're sure gonna, yet? We have a national tour in October, hence if it still goes through due, due to what's going on on the planet, but we think it will. Cool. Jade, love you to pieces. Thank you again so love much for, for coming and hanging out with me, and I hope it's a lot shorter of a wait next time I get to talk to you. It will be. And leave me some dates on Saturdays, and we can make, make one happen here soon. Excellent. I actually have a couple in mind. So I will message that over to you. Love you. Please send my love, love and appreciation to Lilith. Luna 13 is amazing. Asterian Astrology, if you're not familiar, check it out. It, it's life-changing. Believe it. It's actually life-changing. All right, my friend. Thank you again. Talk to you soon. Everybody, I will be back next Friday with Thorne Mooney and on Saturday with Courtney Weber. Have a wonderful week. Blessings to all.